This is a GRDC podcast. Lupins are an increasingly popular pulse. In WA, they cover around 350,000 hectares. In 2019, GRDC and Libby Group partnered to help lupin growers maximise establishment, yields and grain quality and to reduce incidence of split seed, with the results now released. Hello, I'm Deborah Bishop. Using a benchmark study of 27 growers, GRDC and Libby Group worked on key issues impacting profitability of lupin growers. Manganese deficiency and seed damage during harvest activities have become increasingly evident in recent years, resulting in split seed and yield penalties as high as 70%. Manganese management is a particular concern for growers in WA's northern wheat belt sand plain country, which requires lime to increase the pH, but that makes manganese less available. I met up with Libby Group's Chris O'Callaghan just out of Dalwallanu in WA's northeast to talk about managing manganese deficiencies, seed handling techniques to reduce split seed, such as limiting auger journeys and going easy on your rotor speeds, and the reasons why asking the experts to conduct your seed assessments is vital. Back in 2018, growers started to see a few issues appear with split seed in lupins and there was some concern around some of the varieties may or may not have been worse than other varieties for split seed. 2018 was a, a pretty good year and manganese deficiency was sort of seen as a primary cause of that split seed. So it started to come up at GRDC grower network meetings as an issue and GRDC put a tender out to look at this issue a bit further and perhaps what some of the other issues and factors that might lead to poor germination percentages in lupins. We got the tender and from 2019, the harvest of 2019, we started to benchmark some of the practices around lupin handling on farm. So you've been concentrating in this region where we are today, around Dalwallinu, is that right? Yeah, we focused on 27 farmers around the Dalwallinu region. This area of the northern ag region is known for lupin growing. In the sand plain soils, lupins have a lot of benefit in the sands, putting nitrogen into the soil and a good break crop as well. So what were some of the main concerns or issues raised by the growers? What have they learnt perhaps that they didn't know before through this project? One of the big key learnings has been around how do you assess germination or seed damage that can affect germination percentages and everyone knew about split seed that's you know being caused by manganese deficiency that's a very visual thing but I think some people didn't know or weren't aware that there's also internal damage that can happen to lupin seeds through pretty heavy machinery usage or or damage. So, you know, the harvesting of the lupins travelling through augers and also the seeding systems that people use can cause a lot of internal damage and you don't always pick that up visually. So I guess, uh, you know, one of the important findings was if you're unsure or if you're getting a new batch of seed or you think there might be some damage, get it tested. It's a cheap, quick turnaround sort of test you can do with DPIRD. So that visual assessment is a pretty poor indicator of germination success, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The key insights from this benchmarking survey, it showed a germination decline of 25% from harvest to seeding. What are the growers taking away about that? How are you applying that in the field generally? I think what that showed, and this was a benchmarking of 27 different growers, it, it showed that there is a lot of variation across the region. We took hand harvest cuts 
before harvest and pretty much all those samples came back as nearly 100% or 98% germination, which is great. So I guess once we see that decline at seeding time, in some cases down to 50% germination, it sort of makes you think, well, what can we do better as growers? You know, we can handle these seeds a little bit better than what we are. And there were some growers that stayed around that 96% through all the processes. So I guess some of the takeaways was, you know, go easy on your rotor speeds. Well, one harvest at the right time as well. The Ag Department recommendations are around 12% moisture. You don't want to be harvesting when it's too hot or dry. Or rain. Or rain, yeah. That's the other thing. We didn't get a lot of that in this project, but a lot of experienced people tell me that rain at harvest time is not a good thing for lupins. (laughs) (laughs) The effect of manganese deficiency as well, that was something that you did look at pretty comprehensively, wasn't it? Yeah, manganese deficiency causes split seed in lupins. And one of the things about farming on this sandplain country is that we apply a lot of lime, which is, for most crops, a very good thing. Raise the pH and makes it a less hostile environment for them to grow in. But it does make manganese less available to lupin plants, especially in good years, high-yielding years. We can see a lot of manganese deficiency around. So in those situations, applying a manganese spray is really important. So uh, we met up with Rob Nankerville up here today. Is that what Rob's doing now? Rob was pretty excited to be part of this project with with Libby and GRDC and he was explaining exactly that problem of applying lime and the manganese deficiency. What's his take from this and is that something that is experienced by other growers? Uh, Rob's a very curious grower and he's, he's a good grower of pulses, of lupins, chickpeas, field peas. And he's always learning about how he can improve his farming system. So it's been great working with Rob. He's looking at how he's harvesting it, but he's also very aware of timing of manganese. He's always putting manganese on his seed paddocks and he's putting manganese on a number of different paddocks. So he's got options come harvest time as to where he takes his seed from. So yeah, very important to put that manganese on. But he's more aware now of also his handling practices as well making sure that he's replacing cedar tubes, for example. He showed us that today. He's very diligent with that because damaged tubing can lead to more damaged lupin seeds. I suppose growers are always keen on the best practice recommendations. What have come out from this particular study that you can advise growers to have a think about? Yeah, so storage. We haven't really talked about storage, but obviously when you're harvesting, you're starting probably when the moisture's around that 14%. Number one, low rotor speeds. Number two, don't harvest after rain, try and get your seed off before it rains. And then when you're storing it, keep it cool. Don't have any radish in your storage silos and also try and limit the number of auger journeys that the seed takes. And if possible, put it through a newer auger. There was a bit of research done by the Department of Primary Industries back in the 90s that suggested that damaged augers can increase that damage to the lupin seeds. Does this research in any way challenge the current thinking around seed management and establishment to a greater extent than was perhaps anticipated? I think it's validating some of that research that was done in the 90s and I think as time goes on we forget some of these things and this has really sort of brought it back into the spotlight and the forefront of people's thinking. What about the research findings around lupin varieties? There are some on the market that are used more predominantly than others but the thin seed coat, any issues along those for the findings in the project? I think there's probably about five main varieties growing in this region and we looked at them all in our benchmarking survey and we didn't see any clear trends for any varieties really that were better or worse than each other. It was more about the mechanical handling. 
I know Durian Lupins did get a bit of a bad rap there a couple of years ago. I think one of the reasons for that was the bulking up of that seed at the time. It did get a bit of rain on it at harvest, which led to some issues with the seed supply the following year. So that sort of didn't help its reputation. Durian's a very good variety. A lot of growers are growing it. It's quite high yielding. So we didn't see anything in our study that suggested it was worse than anything else in regards to germination percentages. Chris, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. That was Libby Group's Project and Support Officer, Chris O'Callaghan. More information can be found online at gidc.com.au. I'm Deborah Bishop and thanks for listening. <laughs>